0: This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey
1: everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM
0: a standard orbit, Mr.
2: Chekov, and take us in. I. You will obey.
3: It is the word of ofanre.
1: Joy to you friends, welcome to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show about the original Star Trek series. This is a show where we dive into the characters, concepts, cliches, and other things that don't start with C about the original series. My name is Drew, or Landrew, I'm the TOS editor for the network, and with me today is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trackstars. Hey, how's it going? It's fantastic. And we actually have the crew of Trek dedicated Next Generation show, Earl Grey. We have Philip Gilfus. Hello. Darren Mosier. Hello. And Daniel Peru. Hi, everyone. This week we're going to cover a sea that will transcend podcast boundaries, a crossover. The topic will be the seventh Star Trek feature film, Generations, where some of the TOS crew pass the torch into the Next Generation crew after they were on the air for seven years. This will be a two-parter. The The first part will be on this show, where we're going to try to cover the movie from a TOS point of view. And the second part will be on tomorrow's Earl Grey, where we'll come at it from a TNG point of
0: view. I, I would like to say that I am drinking... Earl Grey, but I have it in my screen-accurate NCC-1701A mm. mug. All right. uh, no, there's no
4: b- there's no bloody A, B, C, <laughs> or D.
0: <laughs> but there is a D in
4: this. And one. a B. There's a
1: B and a D. Oh, yes, that's true. Well, let's just not talk about it. We are. No, that's it, what it, we're
0: yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of being
3: here, <laughs> 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 I was talking about the B. Okay, was, go He was ahead. just here to talk about <laughs> nacelles.
0: that's oh. <laughs> Before we get into that, we figure, especially since we're going to have a lot less to talk about, the, the idea behind this was on our show, we're going to look at it from the original series perspective. And then on your show, we'll look at it from the next generation perspective. And since there's a lot more next generation than original series in this, we figured also probably a good idea to start off this show by getting people's general thoughts on generations. So who wants to start? I'll start. Darren. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you blinked. <laughs> I blinked. Oh, it was
2: lag, I swear. I didn't blink. No, I, I remember when Generations came out, and my my initial reaction on this film is, it's not my favorite next-gen film, but when it came out, little Darren just ate it up because it was Captain Picard and the Enterprise D on the big screen. And I remember they had that crazy different logo with the weird, you know, Starfleet symbol. Cause you know, let's just change things. Cause apparently, you know, it's not good enough as it (laughs) is. And, and I remember it just flying in the trailer and like, you know, exploding and awesomeness and all that reused footage of that Klingon bird of prey. But I remember seeing this in theaters with my father and it was just such a peak of Star Trek. As we, as many people have said before, the mid 90s really was the highlight of, you know, of prime universe Trek for sure. And so, again, not my favorite film, but it definitely has a place in my heart on the from the history aspect of Star Trek.
0: How about you, Phil?
3: yeah with with generations you know it was one of those things where um I, I actually did this is the only star trek film of the next generation um that I did not see in the theaters um so I guess I just couldn't bug, i'd never thought about bugging my parents enough um to take me um but um you know it, it's interesting to to have obviously seen it over the years, and you know I think a lot of people will say, oh, it's horrible and I don't really think anyone says it's it's you know the greatest, but but I, I, as always, I find the middle ground. And and having watched it, um, rec- you know today to to get ready for this, you know it's it's painful in a lot of ways. Because and I know we'll talk about kind of the different challenges and the plot and the writing that I'm like, oh, you no, that's the no, with the ugh. but anyway, but it, nevertheless, I mean, look, it you have great. TOS elements and great next generation elements, which we'll talk about. And just like Darren said, hey, it's next generation on the big screen, which, which is always has to be good. Um, well, except for Nemesis. But anyway, but I, I, I think it depends on, on what we can find in, the, in generations. Like, for instance, you know, whether it's on one hand, it's, it's hard to, for me to, to watch because this, this is like not the next generation crew at their best. Both, and I know we'll talk about it on Earl Grey, but both Picard and Data are both disabled throughout this movie, so it's hard for me like, oh, they're not at their best. Um, but on the second hand, with Kirk and with the nexus and everything and the next generation elements i wonder like is there symbolism in this is this like a movie about loss and and change and transition and so i try to like figure out and maybe there's some symbolism here i can find that will give me some value so hopefully talking today and talking tomorrow i can maybe find some good symbolism to give this movie a little bit more meaning than just like i wish our first effort was better on the big screen
0: how about you daniel
4: oh it's it's rough um I I watched the film last night and I I think Generations is probably the best flaw, like really flawed Star Trek film. Um, And when I say really flawed, I put, uh, and this is my personal view, but I would put uh, the motion picture uh, five and insurrection in those, in those categories as well. And it's like, it's, it's, it's the easiest to watch of those for me. Like I can still enjoy watching this film even though it has massive shortcomings and really big problems. Um and I don't know exactly what it is. It's, I think probably a lot of it is that it's set on on the Enterprise D and it's right after all good things and so it's riding that really, you know, that wave of good feelings, f- you know, for all of the big TNG people and but just watching it and going through it it's just like it 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 physically hurts me. It kills me to watch this movie because I'm like, this could have been really incredible. This could have been awesome. And it wasn't, unfortunately, that's not what we got. So I can watch it, enjoy it, but I do have a lot of problems with the film.
0: How about you, Drew?
1: Well, I'm just glad that I'm not alone in my not really caring for this movie. Like I was afraid, like, uh, you know, next generation crew here, that uh that I would be in the minority, but it's it's not a bad film. Like and, and I agree, it's you know, I'd rather watch it than motion picture. But there's just there's so many problems. Like I don't expect every TV movie based on TV to be like Serenity where they reintroduce you to the characters and stuff. But for for new people, like I tried to watch it this most recent time as someone who'd only seen TOS, and it just it doesn't introduce you to the characters very well, and they're at their they're not at their best. Uh, their ship gets shot at twice and then explodes. Like it's not it's not a shining example of TNG. I think that with some rewrites, they could have taken that plot. And not have the crossover stuff, and it would have been a really good movie about time and growing old, and you know dealing with emotions and all the good stuff like in those three scenes where it actually is there. If they had like focused on that, I think it would have been really great. But as it is, it's it's very flawed.
0: Okay. Well, for me, I, I think I'm more along the lines of Darren. I'm probably even more so. I cannot see the forest through the trees when it comes to this movie and a lot of it uh has to do with um the place that I was at when it came out and everything I mean I was you know 14 years old and it just been I was hardcore into Star Trek like really really hardcore and I had never seen any of these movies on the big screen and I had never really cared about watching movies and this was the first movie that I ever actively anticipated and i went to the preview screening the night before it came out and all that good stuff and it blew me away it made me not only love star trek more but more importantly than that made me love movies made me love the theatrical experience and uh i mean hey I, you know I, I sort of made a career out of that i've, I was, I've been a projectionist for years and uh, a, a lot of that has to do with with this movie so I mean, is it flawed? I mean, yeah, I can point out the flaws in it. I don't think it's nearly as bad as uh, most people do. I think it's actually quite good. In fact, you know, I've gone on record as saying that it's better than all good things. And and I agree. I, and, and I still uh, stand by that. But, um, yeah, I know. Look at all the gas. <laughs> <laughs> i can't like, believe how, it how do, we, how do how do we that was a great him. time being okay? on standard orbit
3: today um, yeah. i
2: like how you covered your ears Philip, over your earbuds <laughs> so thereby not actually blocking out anything i was trying to get the hear no
3: see no uh mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. but uh you know what that's that's my my personal feeling on it i i do love this movie you know i mean I, you, you think i i think a lot about like you know, movies and I spend so much time you know, like analyzing them and saying like, is this movie good, is this movie bad and sometimes you forget that like, the point of movies is to make an impact on, on you as a person and this movie for whatever reasons and sure there are lurking variables but this movie made more of an impact on me than almost any other movie ever in my life so for that I gotta say I love it so to start the, the TOS centric part um, we'll start as
1: the movie does with in TOS some sometime after Star Trek six, uh, and they retire the Enterprise A for no good reason. They claim that it's like thirty years old, but they really just built it like you know five years previous. Do, anyway. Wait,
0: wait, do they claim that it's thirty years old?
2: Yeah. Well, the, when I think they say that it's the first time that a ship called Enterprise has been captain in thirty years. Without James T. Kirk at without James T. Kirk. No, 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 I'm I'm no, talking no. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek six. I thought No, they don't no, they don't, don't decommission.
0: About... they they say they say return for because we're to be decommissioned. They don't say how long it's been. And yeah, in this movie they say it's the first time in thirty years that a, a ship has been captained by someone other than James T. Kirk. That's just because he was captain for thirty years. But even that though right, that's not that true. I was gonna They're say, like, isn't that
4: untrue? Uh,
2: wasn't Decker Spock. You know, Spock.
0: Yeah. Spock, <laughs> yeah. Do do? Well, the, they, don't, the, they, don't they only count.
1: last. They only lasted one mission. <laughs> That's, I mean, Decker barely lasted his mission. I mean, he didn't last the end of it. So Decker Spock probably was that count. training mission yeah. for five minutes. Wasn't there and,
3: the strains of the motion picture with you know the motion picture you had like you know Kirk barreling in and Decker you know get out of here I'm in charge now I'm getting in the chair and I felt like watching Generations again I almost got that feeling again of like can Kirk just not like be a guest. Does he have problems? Just, you know, is there something wrong with his no, chair?
0: No, no, no. But see, there's, <laughs> gro- there's growth there. Because in the first one, in, in, you know, motion picture, the whole thing is like he can't let go. He needs to be that captain. He's going to push this guy aside and say, he's saying, I'm the one who's in charge because I've always been the one who's in charge. Whereas here, you know, uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller Ferris is like... Bueller. Captain um, Harriman. Harriman, yeah. He's like... uh I'm going to go down and fix the deflector or whatever he was doing. And uh, Kirk sits down in the chair and then he's like, "Nope, this is wrong. You're the captain. You belong in this chair. I'm going to go fix that thing. So he is the hero, but he's not the captain. To be fair, though, I I just, I mean, you're right,
4: and I'm not trying to argue that point with you, but there is, like, he's being as obnoxious about it as possible. Like, before Harriman asks him for advice, he's, like, wiping the the dust off the consoles and, like, trying to edge closer to the seat, like, hey, I'm here to help! He's
3: coughing awkwardly, like, tractor beam!
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, it's truly I – mean, I mean, I've mean, i definitely been in that position before where it's like it's not your place to do something, and yet you know exactly what needs to be done because you are way more qualified than the person who's trying to do this, and you just want to be like, dude. And when there's lives on the line, I imagine it's really tough, mm-hmm. yep. you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it was almost but, like a passing of the tor- – I mean, it was. It wasn't like passing of the torch. It was a <laughs> passing of the torch there between the you know the A and the B, which obviously leads into – the Kirk and Picard transition too. And so like I said, I wonder if there and I'm trying to force an analogy here in the movie, maybe it's too forced, about this whole movie is about transition and, and and loss, but 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 good things can come through loss. And so, you know, we all kind of make fun of, oh Captain Harriman, he's terrible, how'd he get to be captain? But like that's the point. You know, that he you know, he, he is, he's supposed to be terrible, just so we have that contrast with Kirk and you know, what does that mean when you have to allow the new next generation if you will to
4: come do we do does anybody know like do are we ever told like even through books or anything excuse my ignorance if i'm the only one that is not aware of this but do we know anything about him afterwards after this movie mm-hmm. like i've I, i'm actually uh interested in
1: harriman i read a couple books with him too. yeah and he his dad supposedly is like some admiral who got him the job You know, so he really is unqualified, but he, you know, grows into the position. The book I read, I forget what it was called, but it had to do with the Tomad incident.
3: I remember it, too, because it was about he and Chekhov got into some fight or something, and uh, I can't remember. Yeah,
1: and it led into the Tomad incident that they reference, you know, the Romulan episodes in your series talk about.
2: (laughs) It has a name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, was it the actor, didn't he reprise the role for the fan film film? in oh one of, yeah! In uh, he was in gods, in gods of, men. of men. Yeah, you know, adds a little bit of gray to the the goatee, and you know, boom, instant uh, instant reprisal. But uh, I now I just I thought we were gonna spend you know five minutes talking about when how how many minutes into the episode into the movie it was when we finally realized what the heck that bottle was floating <laughs> through the space because it literally took <laughs> oh, me man. like ten minutes. I'm like, what am I watching? And then it smacked his head. I, I think that hole. was
1: one of those things where my dad had seen it first. I don't think I saw it in theaters. So, like, my dad's shown it to me on tape, and he's like, "It's a wine bottle." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, Dad," because <laughs> oh, yeah, this that, is that. what he's like. Oh, and Kirk
3: dies, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that, that is a weird thing, you know. Like back in 1994, I'm pretty convinced the the world did not care about spoilers. I mean, one of the things that I do on my other show is every week we read um, articles. From Cinescape magazines from the mid 90s, and nobody cared about spoilers. No one, you know. And I remember as a kid, like 1994, for that year. Leading up to the movie, like, my mission in life was to find out as much as I possibly could about this movie. So I knew that Kirk died. Spoilers. I knew that the Enterprise crashed. <laughs> I knew everything about this movie, every single little detail, including the wine bottle. I knew the scene that was that we weren't seeing first. It, it, you know?
3: Technically, it's a champagne bottle. <laughs>
0: That's true. It is. Um, but so...
1: My only regret is that it's not
0: Chateau Picard. No, I, Chateau oh, I was always thinking Picard. the
4: same thing. I'm so wait, glad wait. you brought
0: that up. I, are I, you. Wait, you guys are kidding, right?
4: No, why not? Champagne. You use
3: champagne. It is,
0: it is Chateau no, Picard. No, it's Dom
3: Perignon. No, no it's, it's Dom it's Perignon, not. Yeah.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure no. the internet would have you're, you're gonna make me have you ever even oh uh, seen God. a Star Trek movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh wait, no 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 wait wait wait. You're gonna make me go and get my Blu-ray yes. right now and I watched thing? it last night, I'm we telling you, wait, and I, I kept watched an eye on it. Three hours it. ago. <laughs>
3: It was 22... I can even remember the vintage. It was like 22, 36, 46, something like that.
0: I swear, I swear to God it said Chateau Picard. It's now, swear was this the remastered
3: version? where they... <laughs> yes.
0: No, no, no. I remember... George Lucas that...
3: added Chateau
1: Picard. No, Dave Rossi
3: fixed oh my, it. You're
0: you're, sh- you're shattering... No, I am... I'm going to check this thing <laughs> in between episodes here. I swear to God. I was so,
4: I was, I was so upset, just like he was, because I was watching Derek last night, guy, and I got it. I'm
0: like... And perhaps idea. it was in the uh, in the in the novelization <laughs> a or I swear be... to God, if it's if if the first it's not ten Chateau pages Picard, of the book,
3: just and, and the bottle turned and it turns more. If, <laughs> it's a
4: flip book.
0: The book is a flip if, book in the beginning, and it's just Chateau Picard. You know? If it's not Chateau Picard, then like I don't know. I am I, seriously going to question my reality any memory
3: right at all. It's like, yeah. I mean, man, wasn't Spock great in this? Oh, what he wasn't,
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I did want to bring that up, though, uh, while, while Darren's going through that. It, it, I understand, and it makes sense. I wouldn't want to be in this movie either just as a cameo appearance. But in-universe, it's really disappointing that Kirk is incomplete in his last moments in, in the prime timeline. Because does anybody know that he dies in the future? Like, Well, some are still around.
0: The, they... Yeah, pe- pe- people do know that he dies in the future. You're saying like on this mission? In 24th
1: century? Right. No, yeah. no, no. I mean like on Viridian 3, do people know that he's buried under a bunch of rocks? <laughs>
3: I think I Picard I kept it quiet slid it under the <laughs> uh
1: What's it say? Yeah, I, we, we, we can't, can't see read it. that. Okay. It's, you got to make noise. It says
2: champagne. Oh, man. I'm, champagne? You're making, me read French, you're making me read French words. This is not fair. It says vintage 2265. <laughs> it's Monte. Chadon uh, Epernay founded in seventeen forty five Champagne Cuvée Dom Perion Vintage twenty two sixty five with a little star. So yeah. Nope Now you,
3: you, you
0: cannot Ur- recon okay. my movie. In Earl Grey, right.
3: we do actually use British accents when we speak French. That's how we do it, actually. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you can have your show back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously not qualified. Oh no, wait, because that's that's free. That's a uh, that's original series scene, so it's okay. Well, no, no, you can exactly. take you, you can you can take over standard <laughs> over it now. Uh, I'm, to, I'm good. To, to answer your question,
4: I don't I don't think it's ever uh, uh, address. Anywhere in prime Trek, even after Generations came out, as far as I can remember, I don't think it's ever addressed that he died on Viridian or that right. that's where he was or whatever. Oh,
3: so like you don't hear like in Voyager where they're like, Oh yeah, the Enterprise D crashed. Oh, that's the
4: mission Jim Kirk died on. Don't yeah, say- we never we never hear that, I don't think. <laughs> well, but even yeah, like he's... even in even all throughout TNG, every time they reference him, it's like nebulous. Yeah, the closest like, thing we have yeah, is Riker vague.
2: referencing the you know the Enterprise B mission. That's what we get. We don't get anything else well, with the 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 change after the Nexus. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll we'll come back to that uh, in when we get to the, the Viridian three part. But so no Spock, no Bones, Chekhov, and Scotty are brilliant. I mean, even with their both of them. Why all the people with the fake accents? I don't know.
3: <laughs> well, like also also one thing like this is the only time barring one exam or, uh, one other one, of uh, when we see the press, like we've never seen press, before. Yeah, the only other time it's... would be Jake Cisco when he works for the Federation new service in deep space. Nine. But like, man, they're obnoxious. And this is the only time we were seeing press ever in star Trek.
0: Yeah, they don't really, uh, that uh, even, even when I was a kid watching that, I always thought like, this does not work. I see what they're going for with their cameras and everything. It does not play well at all. Um, And in terms of, uh, you know, Chekhov and and, uh, um, Scotty, yeah, I mean, it wasn't until later on when I, well, actually when Drew and I were talking about it, there were some things which I didn't even pick up on until, you know, Drew was mentioning like specific lines where it's like, that's obviously something which was meant for. Spock you know and I mean I knew the the Chekhov you know as, as nurse thing or as doctor thing that didn't make any sense but beyond that I mean like even as a kid when I wasn't thinking about that and I didn't know the, the history of it you know from a, a, a production standpoint I did remember thinking like this is really weird why Scotty and Chekhov that is the most bizarro combination imaginable why would they do that that doesn't make any sense at all And uh, still doesn't.
3: Now, would you all have preferred the originally planned opening scene with Kirk um, space parachuting down?
4: (laughs) No, Star Trek O Ninety is is what (laughs) the term is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that probably wouldn't have worked. I mean, you know, there. I remember. I mean, I was one of them back in the day. I remember, like, fans at a convention were like, "We need to see a." a director's cut, as we would call it, of this movie with all of this stuff cut back in. And then you hear about the scenes and I think even, you know, see them. Are they on the Blu-ray? I don't know. I don't know anymore about any of the stuff. I seem to remember seeing the scene, but I'm not going to attest to it. And it's like, wow, yeah, no, those were some really good edits. I'm really <laughs> glad those scenes aren't in the movie, you know?
3: No, I mean, I, th- I thought it was really interesting, though, because you even got a taste of Sulu, because you had Ensign Sulu, there, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you did get some representation.
1: Yeah, the the whole Enterprise B crew is like, "Hey, it's that guy." Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tuvok. We've got, we've <laughs> got yeah. he just transferred we've over from got, the Excelsior. We've got uh, Aaron Pierce from Twenty Four.
0: Yep, yeah. uh, Vasquez from Aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. also known as John Connor's foster mom. Also known as that, and she was also the Irish immigrant in um, uh, Titanic.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: She's oh, good Jim at, Cameron. Yeah,
1: he was. He didn't do this movie. What is she doing in this movie? Well, I
0: think there's just a curse on
2: the Excelsior class because you go from it's awful. I mean, you look at the 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 Excelsior when it's coming out of dry dock, and it's got probably. Uh, I really don't want to swear, but like that that captain is just the biggest jerk. Captain Styles. Is that is? So pompous yeah, Styles. known to man. And then on the other end of the spectrum we have the Captain of the Enterprise B, and again he's Mr. Oh, well, my dad got me this job. <laughs> and it's wait, wait. really, really so apparent. You, you,
3: why do you hate Captain Sulu, Darren? Would you explain to the standard orbit guys why you hate yeah. Captain yeah. Sulu? Yeah.
2: Why did you skip why did yeah. you
3: kip, skip Sulu? Well,
2: What's going on, man? Well then well Sulu almost loses
0: the ship because he's having tea. <laughs> well, I mean, tear it apart you know, then. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what? Oh come on! It's not his fault. He's he's you know having his tea Earl Grey hot. (laughs) Oh, I'll
2: say I'll say he's the exception to my previous statement. It was Tuvok made
3: tea if we if we remember correctly. Oh yeah. Now, Now, I thought it was interesting that you know I. As y'all know, I'm not telling you if you don't know, but you know, the original plan was to have the whole cast there, and the whole cast just ends up at their old bridge station. But anyway, so it's just check off Kirk, and um, and Scotty. But you still have Scotty getting to a station, which is cool, fine, whatever. Um, but he's still transporting people from the bridge. I mean, we, I know we wanted Scotty to use the transporter, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's not where the transporter station is.
4: <laughs> and not only that, but he's not... He, he's. Transporting them from the bridge, but he's doing it from the side of the station that Tuvok is standing at. So he's just kind of pushing buttons, like 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 over the top of Tuvok, (laughs) like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let me do it. If they would have done that, you know, had all all seven of them on there and have them all take their their stations where they, that would have been unforgivable. I mean, it would have been great to see them all, yeah. but that's that's ridiculous. But then it would be it, yeah. and
1: then Kirk's gone, and we're gonna we're gonna fast forward to
4: you know a boat yeah. in the water.
0: It's, hey, they're on a boat. Everybody's gonna be like, they're what? on a boat.
4: They're on a boat. <laughs> so you guys, what, so what, let me get this straight because this is gonna blow my mind right now. You guys would not have wanted to see an entire cast crossover between the two, not series. the entire. It's not that they they wouldn't cross over. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. They would be near the same yeah. parts of the movie, <laughs> but it wouldn't be a crossover. Right. But I'm yeah. Okay, and, so then, but in the ideal situation, you wouldn't even want to see the two series crossed over by, obviously, just Kirk or whatever. Or maybe I mean,
2: Kirk's McCoy's already been on the Enterprise-D. So, and Scotty. You know, and, and Scotty. You know, <laughs> and so we're already halfway there.
3: <laughs> now,
0: here's the thing about it, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but... The problem that I have with this movie and with this being a passing of the torch and with them feeling the need to kill off Kirk... Sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but, you know, it's... No, no, this is fine. Um, Star Trek Six is the end of the original series. Star Trek Six is the best finale you could ever possibly ask for, for anything. And they said goodbye in the most beautiful way they could. And then to say like, oh, and now they're all back. It's just like, and why? Wait, no, because you ended and now you're starting up again. Don't do that. That's dumb. That's something that people do when they're desperate, you know, and next generation didn't need it because they were going strong for 7 years like like uh, someone was saying earlier um and there was no need for that so as much as i love william shatner and think that he should be in every movie ever made and i'm never <laughs> going to say don't put william shatner in a movie i think that you know he... it was <laughs> it's true i think that it was a uh, uh it, yeah, i think that it it in some ways taints the original series by having this be uh Goodbye again. For what? I don't know why. Well, I think
2: you said it best in the beginning in in your statement of, oh, look, it's the seventh film and it's transitioning after the show's been out for seven years. Like, it doesn't need right. to transition. The torch has been passed. You're kind of like backtracking the torch and then refumbling it forward. It just
0: it doesn't need to they- be.
1: They pass the torch in the pilot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's being passed for the movie audience. You know, there are people who probably didn't watch the show. But
1: then we're not getting a good torch passing because it's not an introduction to the next generation characters. Yeah. It's, it's, well, you already know all these people. Well, if I already knew all these people, I don't need Kirk to introduce me to these people.
0: It's for people like my Aunt Rita, who are big fans of the original crew. And you start off, you know, the the cold open is like an, another movie from that franchise. You kill him and then you say, OK, he's dead. Now you're going to have to deal with these people.
4: Thank OK, l- let me ask you guys. But, and I don't want to and I don't want to, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to say whatever's better than whatever. But I mean,
0: though, he does do that whatever <laughs> i do i do do that. that's fine just do it i'll say it
4: <laughs> i'm just saying okay so tng reached an audience the original series never ever did size wise uh, like,
0: that's that's i think that's not true tv audience. okay T- tv audience no, I, Really? Totally no, I think that's wrong. Well, is that absolutely not true? not true at all? Not
1: according to the actual
0: Nielsen ratings. Is that true? And, and, and not not according to the fact that there were only three channels when uh, original oh, series. Oh, okay. On I and see what, what you're saying. And all the there's years no of syndication way. versus
1: syndication yeah. and not knowing when it was going to be on and stuff. Right. Right. Like okay.
4: That. Okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Then let me rephrase what I'm going to say. Um, so then, okay. Then let me just start from here. So let me, are you guys saying that you don't think that it was necessary, even for the most casual of Star Trek fans, to have this torch passing event? You, are, are you guys th- saying it would have been better off for both franchises if they let the, the TOS lie where it was in, it's, in, at, in the Undiscovered Country, and they let TNG chart new waters? If you will. In, in, yeah, that's, just, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay.
0: Yeah, I totally agree so
3: that you don't, you don't even start watching the movie until the uh, 15 minute mark is that what you're saying <laughs> that,
1: i'm saying like i said earlier the is the, the bottle movie in the ocean so much better <laughs> 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 the movie would be so much better if it didn't have the tos elements and i feel bad for saying that on my own tos show No, i'm seeing i'm seeing, no, I'm no, seeing it's the true, bottle
3: what you're doing, in the ocean it, and then it hits the wooden ship and it's the enterprise no
0: it 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 is okay for, for to say that on a Tos show because what you're doing is you're protecting the Tos. You know, I mean, the this, is, this is something that that people never sort of think about when they think about how they want more stuff, which is like more is not better, you know? I mean it, brevity is the soul of wit, you know? You you don't you have as much as you need to have and then you stop that's why anytime I hear anyone talk about, and I hear Ira Stephen Bear talk about a Deep Space Nine movie I'm, I, I think A, awesome when are you going to release it because I need to see that and B, wait, why are you doing that? Because that show ended, you know? And th- this is th- the original series ended, and I don't need this extra hanging thing just hanging off of it for no reason you know i I feel like they want to actually
1: they wanted to actually give us closure on Kirk as a character, like we assumed that he died i mean obviously, <laughs> you know between between six and the next generation we assume that he died but i think that like rdm and then wanted to show us kirk dying so that we get that sense of closure but i don't like the way that he died so i really would rather have that imaginary closure in my head than, it was sort of like then
3: this the great yeah. commandment of the and i'm sort of making this up but the great commandment of the tng writers like okay you can bring back anyone except kirk can bring back anyone except Kirk. so we had you know Bones we had Scotty you know we had well, Spock was that a but, commandment though? Well, I mean because they never they never touched it. They never ever touched it. They, they ch- but they I do, tried. I, they? I think they. I think they wanted to. I think to, they,
2: But it was he. Just, they they he wanted walked, to make. He sure. wrote a number down on a piece of paper, and it was like
0: ridiculously large.
2: And I think that was an enterprise a, Th-
0: That that was part of it, but I think it also got to a point where it was like if you're going to do this it's got to be the biggest thing ever you right. know like a it's movie be but it wasn't than Spock. well i mean you could argue that it was and you could argue that it was i mean i mean that could be a failing of the movie that could be i mean it i don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't know where to start i don't i don't know if i want to go down this road
1: <laughs> every time that i watch generations <laughs> i honestly forget that Kirk comes back. <laughs> like, I'll watch the movie and be like, okay, TNG, all right, all right, in the Nexus. Wait, Kirk? Oh, yeah, that did happen <laughs> at the beginning of this movie, didn't now, now it? Now, I'm
3: curious, because Generations actually did add some storyline to Kirk, and I'm wondering what y'all, the Standard Orbit guys, y'all think of it, because to me, it, it strikes me as odd, but maybe y'all think it makes sense. So basically, according to what we learn in Generations, Star Trek Six, Kirk you know retired or left starfleet or whatever and he apparently got bored and he decided after meeting antonia you know what i'm going back and so he went back to starfleet apparently and then he retired again and so
0: no is that is that what happened or does it take or did he meet antonia between star trek well because he said one he, he and something. two
3: He's, oh was that because he said he went back to starfleet so when did he ever leave it
0: I think because because he, he said
3: the farm was only like what eight years ago, according to him, and he only... that's
0: true. That's true. He does specify dates. So is he like the, uh, the chronology? What's the, I, I'm not the, the sports guy. Who's, he's who's the quarterback that, he's, that
3: keeps coming back after retirement? Is that is that
0: is that <laughs> Is that Jim Kirk? Is Jim Brett Kirk Favre. the Brett Favre yes. of Starfleet? Captain Kirk is, is the Brett Favre of, 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 of Starfleet, although he's not a, a turncoat like. Uh, it's not like he's coming back to to captain a Klingon ship, you know, or anything like <laughs> Let's that. Let's go,
4: Vikings! Um, no, but um, it, it is. He does mention seven years ago uh, the dog died. Nine years Butler. ago was when he was mm-hmm. when he uh, was supposed to propose, but then ended up leaving yeah. or whatever. So,
0: so it probably was after after uh, Star Trek Six. Yeah.
4: So what did he do
3: then? What, where, where's that lost years book or comic? He, he was chopping a lot of wood. Yeah. A lot of. It's wood. a
4: cold, cold winter up there in Montana or wherever he was. I can't remember.
3: Now, when he went back to Starfleet, what was he? What was he doing in those three or four or five years?
0: I'm sure he'll write a book about it if he hasn't already, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be able to listen to it on Audible.com.
3: <laughs> now, is, Dan, is that yeah. your next Dan fic?
4: No, no, I, <laughs> I I don't know enough about Kirk to do. To do uh, you know stuff about him, so I I did want to bring up the
1: the nexus and whether or not we were pleased with Kirk's dreams. Like you'd think, you know, it, it does show the the depth to Kirk that we that we know is there. It's not like you know, Kirk is you know sleeping with green women and stuff, and just like why would I want to leave this nexus? It's
4: awesome. <laughs> you, you, I I don't. I mean, shouldn't you guys, I think, I think the two of you should be the ones to, like, what do you guys imagine? Like, let's, if we forget, and I know this is probably sacrilege, but if we forget movie Kirk, what do you think TV shows Kirk's next, that's a weird sentence, his nexus would have been? Would would it have just been on the bridge? Like, but that's what it is. The TOS, it
1: would be the TOS Enterprise.
2: Yeah, That's where if you want to bring the other characters back, don't bring them back in this pseudo opening but bring them back in his nexus Ooh. and he's walking around Ooh. and he's like oh scotty because and then he and he forgets for a moment that this isn't real the
1: gang's back together the gang's back together yeah.
2: because See? he has his empty Forever. house ever and then you just hack that gibson and then when he realizes it that it's not true they just they fade away and it's just picard and he's like oh like and, I'm, oh, I'm not oh a captain goodness. anymore
4: it would have been so much more emotional, wouldn't it? Because we don't know Antonia, we don't care, right, about whoever yeah, this some woman
2: lost is. love? He looks a little like, young, nineteen grand,
0: years Aaron. late, Darren.
4: But if if like this she sleeps is, like, in a
2: barn, I mean, who would really <laughs> love that?
4: <laughs> if if this is like him and his, you know, he's like seeing all of his friends, and he's like. You know they're in there they're still you know fighting core or whatever, like even though they're like seventy like that makes yeah. sense, and it would be emotional for him to, to come to the realization that even though this is where I'm happiest, I know this is not right I know I have to leave I know it's not real so that's- yeah. that's a great idea yeah. Darren. You literally just rewrote <laughs> generations better than the movie came
0: out, so <laughs> good job darren
2: I'll be accepting my Oscar <laughs> next year in the- uh alternate reality Oscars. <laughs> In the J.J.
0: verse Oscars? No, no, no. Or is it The Parallels? Oh, okay. No, no.
2: Yeah, The Parallels. So we'll call them. Okay.
3: So is this the one where you're married to Troy and Alexander doesn't exist? Sorry, I, TNG reference sorry. Sorry, I know it's TOS.
0: That's okay. That's okay. We acknowledge that show. Yeah, it was amazing. a thing that happened after our show. It was show, a thing yeah. that happened. wasn't okay. quite
2: as successful. You know, the ratings well, yeah. just weren't there. You
0: know, one thing it, it didn't get nominated for any well I guess it nope, did it get nope. nominated for one Emmy. Yeah. Well
3: one thing about I think there's a hey, either intentionally a
0: okay
2: <laughs>
3: there's either an intentionally or <laughs> unintentionally funny line. I can't figure out which. And it's that's the one where Picard chases after Kirk and they're in the stables and he's like, This isn't your bedroom. And Kirk's like, no, it's better. And
0: I just like, I <laughs> what could be better than Jim Kirk's bedroom? You no, Know what I
4: mean, ladies? That's one of my, that's one of my favorite lines. The, no, the, you
0: know, it's it, in the way that it played in theaters. Like I remember the audience reaction at Hillside Square when I went to see it on, you know, the night before it came out, and the reaction the next night at, at Brickyard, and how they were both different because there were different types of fans, you know. But both times when he said, "This is not your bedroom." that thing just killed and you couldn't even hear him say no it's better. So I don't know, I don't even know if people would laugh at that in the theater, you know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But but the other thing that that we we have to keep in mind and they've gone on record, you know, saying this that, you know, the reason why it wasn't that, the reason why it wasn't what what Darren was suggesting with with them being on the bridge of of the Enterprise is because When they were writing the episode, Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga were kind of thinking, what would William Shatner's nexus be? Because that's the only way we're going to get him to come back into this movie. And his nexus would be riding horses, which is why he's riding horses. So that's the real reason why it is the way it is. I'm sure right now Ron Moore is not listening to this, but if he were, he'd be like... I thought of that, Darren. I thought of that, <laughs> but I knew that we would never get Shatner in the movie if that's what we had he's done. We the can, he for can feel to. Now.
2: Uh, yeah, he, he can totally feel welcome to debate us on that point if he would like to join us on. Uh, yes. on <laughs> if he was group, a real totally man, have him on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you
1: calling RDM out?
4: Well, look, uh, we'll provide the whiskey as as long as he wants to come on the show. It'll be it would be lovely, but but the, but okay, so. I mean, I I don't know. Do do you think? Do you guys think Leonard Nimoy would have still refused to come on, even if they had him like a token scene, like in Kirk's nexuses as like the fake Spock, like not the real Spock? Would he have still been like, I, I'm not interested. I don't want to do it.
0: He might have done it just because he would have thought it was better written that way. But I mean, what the big rumor, and who knows how much of this is true? But the big rumor is that you know he was like. I'll do it if you let me direct it. And then he's like, I need to rewrite the script cause it's really bad. And then they said, Oh no, we don't want the script rewritten. And then he said, okay, then I'm not going to do it. And then that was that something along those lines. Right. I could be getting it wrong. I mean, maybe there was some Dom Perion involved. maybe, what he, maybe
1: what he wanted to add was,
3: was a bridge scene in the Nexus.
0: That could be, that could be, you know, and
3: instead we got a different bridge scene from the Nexus. Um,
4: Oh, that wasn't in the Nexus, though. That was after. That's post. Maybe Nexus.
3: the whole thing was in the Nexus, and they never left.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that idea. So, something has been uh, discussed recent. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So Picard needs help defeating Malcolm McDowell. So he he instead of like I don't know finding anybody else, he finds Kirk, and what's Kirk supposed to do? Distract him. Just go over here and, and distract. How about
2: he distracts him, him with a phaser? With thing. Because uh, that would have helped a lot.
3: So uh, yeah, again, not not to TNG centric this, but if we're going to talk to Picard Kirk in the in the final scene with Saur, we'll get
4: into it. We'll get into it. No, no, look,
3: look, Picard <laughs> is so wussified in this movie. Look, Soren beats the bejesus out of him, and then Kirk lands every single punch with Soren. I'm like, yeah, thanks for the contrast. I've seen Picard beat up a Nausicaa on TNG. Okay, don't try to be like.
4: Yeah, the only problem I have, and I agree with you, and but it's just like, yeah, Picard gets beaten up, and then like, and rewatching it yesterday, this really stood out to me is like, Kirk's fight scene with Soren is super Kirk. Like, it's like very like, yeah.
0: Like it's very like you know what I mean like very TOS
4: <laughs> very slow and like he's still pulling the same moves except he's like forty years older and you yeah. know sixty pounds heavier and it's like this double fisted look...
2: blow to the lower back
0: <laughs> ready like, chop to the shoulder
4: <laughs> I have no problem at, like saying fine Kirk can be the better fighter even in his advanced age that doesn't bother me one bit but it's just like it like he just it just looks ridiculous to me and it, it maybe maybe not to you guys. Well, I, I think
3: know. you had to have him do that. If you're going to have a Kirk fight scene, you're going to have to, you know, you just have to do that. And it has to be in the <laughs> desert with rocks behind him. That's I was gonna say you could
4: like Photoshop the Gorn in there, and that would still be a perfect fight for Kirk to do. I think it would work just fine.
3: Now, have you all seen the much, you know, whatever original? And I have not. because like, you know the original, I y'all know this. I don't tell anything you don't know. You know, the original thing was like the Kirk got shot in the back or whatever, and then they had to reshoot the ending because obviously everyone hated that, and that we got what. what... I, I actually,
1: uh, it's on the Blu-ray or the DVD or something. I actually prefer the getting shot to the falling off a bridge kind of thing.
0: Particularly the bridge uh, fell it with him. It just seems
1: more dramatic.
0: It, it, this uh, this debate is something that you know I've heard a million times and never once has interested me because I don't care how Kirk died. I really don't. You know, I mean, people are like, it's not heroic enough of a death for him. What does that even mean? I don't know how to even have that discussion. He's got two machine guns in his hands as he's going down. Right, exactly. What do you want him to (laughs) do? Riding a dinosaur. dies because... Right, exactly. And then he dies because, you know, some... I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, that is just... That is essentially what you're doing, is you're saying, like, we need closure. We need to show him die. It needs to be a heroic death. No, it doesn't. You can have him, say, second start of... to the right and straight on till morning and then... Or is it left? I forget. One way or the other. And then, you know, have him do his thing and uh, that's it. That's all you need. And this thing, you know, the debate between whether or not he should have died by getting shot in the back or falling, you know, uh, off in of, you know, like a freak sledding accident or whatever you want to call it. It's... <laughs> Sunny Bonoing. It right. You know, you, you don't... Um, it's it's a dumb argument because you're it it doesn't matter the point is it's dumb that that we're even having this discussion you know the, the he shouldn't we should not be seeing him die we should not see him die here because there's no reason to it it offers nothing to this movie to that character to the franchise nothing
3: now there is a certain i mean for for a very and i don't know if y'all agree with this y'all tell me there is a certain poeticness because he predicted this he said I know I'll die no, when wait. I die alone. And, no, he said uh, – And he was alone because there was no Kirk. <laughs> he, I mean there was no Spock. There was it, no McCoy. It, it, it was just there him. There was Picard sitting P- right well, there. But that is not Is that what you're well, saying? But that wasn't his Picard's friend. Nobody? He's saying that his wow. captain he, he, wasn't his That's family. Acid,
0: right? Well, okay. His friends are hey. family.
4: <laughs> wait, hang on. Yeah, we're not talking he, – he, we assume, I think, I assume when he says I'm dying alone, he doesn't literally mean he's dying like – by himself in the vacuum of space with nobody within a light year of him, like I, I, would when he says I'm dying alone, I die with no one that cares about me around me, which is what happens. I mean that that is true, right? That's oh, that's what thought, oh yeah,
1: Picard just uses him as a distraction, so he just obviously doesn't care. about <laughs> I him. thought Kirk was inferring dead, that who cares? he knew he
2: would die alone because when he's with his friends, he can accomplish anything and he won't die. That's right. It's right.
3: Spock's fault oh. that he died. There, I said it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I did he, did he die alone? Did he not die alone? We I need Star Trek oh, V to
3: have some sort of relevance. Come on,
0: it has relevance, does it? It's yeah. It started the career of David Lowry, who would go oh. on to write Obsession, Lakeview Terrace, um, uh, Nurse Three D, also, so,
4: <laughs> also there are Catwomen. In that mm-hmm. film and there are cat women in Into Darkness. So that's that's all I care about.
0: And 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 let's not forget that it was also the inspiration for the opening of Mission Impossible Two, which was obviously ripped off from the opening of of Star Trek Five, The Final Frontier. And uh there's that. Right. I
3: remember when Kirk threw those exploding <laughs> sunglasses at his
1: screen. <laughs> I am gonna watch that
3: Star Trek Five version. I would watch that.
0: <laughs> also also, Star Trek 5 The Final Frontier I don't care how bad it is, how good it is, how worthy it is how long it is, whatever it is all worth it just for that press conference which is on the DVD right there that makes the whole production worthwhile because that press conference is amazing and also
3: the why is the Captain Kirk climbing a mountain video YouTube it
0: <laughs>
4: yes
1: <laughs> or, or Shatner just talks for like 20 minutes about I like rock <laughs> because he's in love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh thank you for joining us here on Standard Orbit where we talked about uh TOS side of generations and be sure to join us uh when when does the new episode get installed?
0: It doesn't arrive until Tuesday.
1: So be sure to tune in on for Earl Grey for part 2 where we talk about it from a TNG point of view. Until then, We'll catch you then. Well, that was a great conversation with the guys from Earl Grey.
0: Yeah, I always love talking about Generations, and uh, it's good to talk about it with some fellow fans.
1: Yes, and be sure to stay tuned for Tuesday's episode of Earl Grey, where we continue the conversation and look at it from more of a TNG point of view. We forgot to ask them where they were from, so our our listeners won't won't pay any attention to them. But
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, we we know they're on a show called Earl Gray, yes, which is it's on a TNG show, Trek FM. and we uh,
1: we also know that they're on Twitter. They are on Twitter. You Th- can find Philip Gilfus at NC Public Servant. You can find Darren Mosier at Doctor Sci Fi. And you can find Daniel Prue at 1UpDan, that's the number one, like a one-up in Mario Brothers. There you go. Well, Generations is just one of the things, well, two of the things that we're talking about on Trek FM this week. So here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on
3: Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. The unmade Starfleet
0: Academy movie. You know, even, even on paper. Okay, do we want to do the the script which was written by the guy who wrote star trek 5 or do we want to do the script which was written by the guy who wrote star trek 2 earl gray the ships
2: of tng oh no it's one ship that splits into three parts just like the d is one ship that splits into two parts it's not a voltron it's (laughs) it's one ship
3: (laughs) and al formed the saucer the orb not
0: Dr. Bashir, sure, I presume
4: commentary. I know that it's just a hostile awesome. The look on Sisko's face the whole time—he's just looking at Zimmerman, like, "All right, y- you're a you're a piece of work, aren't you?" <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> to the journey, Seska. Seska. And obviously, Seska couldn't let go, no. and she proved that by having
3: his child against his will.
2: Yeah. Now here is the Mori
4: show twist of the future. <sighs> he does not impregnate her she impregnates herself with his dna or so she thought but he is not
0: the father
2: the ready room sure. Sure. but it's also really gloomy
4: and it's i never want to go back there i don't want to like re-experience that like just the visual uh, candy of being able to go outside and and talk to the vorda and Wow, I maybe didn't phrase that properly. I meant I meant the change in color and lighting.
3: Oh. I did not mean. But she's a very. I thought you were talking Florida. about Kelana She is fetching. <laughs> she's, a, she's a fetching lass.
2: Warp five. Is is the evolution? evolution. Well, I think maybe
4: Okapa and Insectoid are two races that could have a life together. You know, you've got the nine-year lifespan of the Okapa. You've got the twelve-year lifespan of an Insectoid. If they meet at the right time, it could be could be a beautiful love story.
3: Commentary, Trek Stars.
0: Iris Stephen Bear's Star Trek.
3: And it's the first time I heard him say something that he said several times over the years is, you know, one day, one day when we're not the middle child, we're not the stepchild, people are going to go, holy crap. Look at DS9. Literary, Treks.
0: Slings and
2: Arrows, A Sea of Troubles. You, you see in this book, too, Picard is facing this
1: melancholy because they've been worried about the Borg, and now the Dominion is on the horizon. And there's these two things, and obviously this is before First Contact, so that hasn't happened yet. And Picard seems to be kind of weighed down in this story in some ways. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these other shows and get in on the daily Trek talk. You'll find them on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Windows Phone, Xbox, Zoom, or you can stream and download files from the website. Just visit trek.fm slash pd for podcast directory to get all the links. If you'd like to share your thoughts with us on Star Trek Generations or anything else Star Trek related, you can go to trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose to send a show and choose Standard Orbit. That'll come to both of us by email. You can also use the tab on the right hand side of any page to send us a voicemail using your webcam's microphone. And you can talk to us and other listeners in our forums at trek.fm slash forums. In social media, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Heard any good books lately?
0: Well, I haven't, but I'll tell you what I want to hear is the adaptation of Star Trek Generations, which was done by J.M. Dillard uh, and is narrated by John DeLancey over on audible.com.
1: That sounds incredible.
0: Yeah, now I got the 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 hardcover book the original printing f- of of the the novelization back when i was um uh, a kid right when the the movie came out and uh the only two things that i remember about it three things that i remember about it one um it it had the original ending um where kirk gets shot in the back you know right and and that 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 seemed uh really interesting you know to me i think later versions had the revised ending but so i don't know i'm guessing because of production Re- time. revisionist
1: book interesting
0: yeah yeah so I, i'm not sure but i mean i don't know which version this has but i'm very curious to see um the other thing that i remember is it had some amazing pictures in it which i'm assuming aren't in the uh in the audio book, but you never know. You never know. Right. And, uh, I also remember for whatever reason that, that J M Dillard, the reason why she uses J M is because it is an homage to uh, one of her idols, DC Fontana. (laughs) So there's a, a TOS connection for you as well. But what I'm most curious about this book is whether or not at the beginning, they say the champagne is from uh, Chateau Picard. There's got to be a reason why I thought that, and I got to think this is it. Either that or the comic book adaptation. I'm not sure, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to go to audible.com, and I'm going to sign up for a free trial so that I can download this book for free and listen to it and make sure that I'm not insane. This sample is the
1: beginning of the book, but it begins... Uh, I listened to the sample this morning. It begins with uh, Kirk in his quarters on the Enterprise A, like the last day before everybody has to leave. And he gets a call from Carol Marcus, who's still injured from the attack from the novelization in Star Trek VI that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Wow. Continuity between novelizations. Now, that's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. It's so it's like their own little continuity out there, the novelizations. I like that. That I I, I think that's really great.
0: Yeah. someday we'll have to talk about uh, the Star Trek IV novelization and how Spock gets drunk on peppermint patties.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> yeah. You can pick up generations on Audible. Audible's a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to bestsellers, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial just to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic books you've yet to read or that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash FM and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trek.fm, and we thank you and Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. If you'd like to personally support Standard Orbit, the network, and our programming, visit trek.fm donate. We have eight alien-themed badges and art prints as a thank you for your contribution. You can mix and match badges and art prints. There are different levels of donation to choose from, and your contributions help us cover the cost of production, storage, and bandwidth needed to bring Standard Orbit and our other shows to you every week. So Mike, that was Generations from a TOS point of view. I can't wait for everybody to hear the second part, which will be
0: installed on Tuesday. Yes, it will. The uh, the Earl Grey uh, half will focus on Next Generation, and you can find that right here on Trek.fm. Um, so check it out. Sure to be fun times. Indeed. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a
1: good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Landru.
4: Mr. Chekhov,
0: take us out a moment ahead. Walk factor one. Hi, sir.